This is an AMI podcast. I'm Joyita Gupta, and this is The Pulse. When we discuss advocacy and awareness campaigns for people with disabilities, it might be fair to ask, what does fun have to do with it? Turns out, if the campaign is fun, it's successful, engaging larger numbers of people with the issues that matter. Sometimes, participating in a contest, or baking cookies, or taking up a challenge is a way to raise the profile of disability issues without resorting to charity or inspiration porn. Campaigns, which are entertaining to participate in, not only create an open conversation, but also erase the stigma associated with living with a disability. Today, we discuss the programs run by Easter Seals Canada. It's time to put your finger on the pulse. Hello and welcome to The Pulse on AMI-audio. My name is Joita Gupta. I'm the host of the program, and it's really great to have you with us today. Just a friendly reminder that we are all working from home as we do our part here at AMI-audio to practice physical distancing during COVID-19. Speaking of COVID-19, if you'd like to keep up with our latest AMI-audio segments from each of our live shows, that being The Pulse, of course, now with Dave Brown and Kelly and Company, you can visit ami.ca forward slash COVID-19. All throughout this week, we're celebrating National Accessibility Awareness Week. We want to do this by talking about some of the issues and profiling some of the organizations across the country that have managed to provide services and programming during the pandemic. We'll find out from various people about what they're doing to celebrate this important week and raise the profile of disability issues from coast to coast. My guest today is Anna Maria Feria, the Vice President of Easter Seals Canada. Anna Maria, it is so nice to have you on the program. Welcome. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show today. I'm delighted to be here today to speak a bit about what we're doing at Easter Seals. Thank one you. of the things that I've yes, it's great to have you. So one of the things that I've noticed about Easter Seals Canada is that just about everybody has heard of you, but a lot of people have some confusion about what it is that you do. So why don't you give us the elevator pitch in a few minutes? Absolutely. Well, Easter Seals Canada is a registered national charity that was established in 1922, and for close to a hundred years. We have been uh, working tirelessly to enhance the quality of life, well-being, and self-determination of Canadians who are living with disabilities. And we provide a number of programs and services across the country, including financial assistance, um, adaptive sports, recreation and leisure programs, job training and employment preparation programs, scholarships and bursaries, and even some rehabilitative occupational theory programs, as well as financial assistance for assistive and technology. So now we'll be talking in some length about some of your programs as we move uh, through the con through our conversation today. But one of the mm -hmm. things that I know a lot of my friends have attended are summer camps run by Easter Seals. And I know with the pandemic on, so many agencies that run summer programming or summer camps for that matter are wondering if they can still offer those services. What are you thinking about your summer camps and summer programs? 
Well, like many other nonprofits, Easter Seals has been significantly affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. And many of our fundraising events um, have been canceled and we've had to adapt our programs and our services where possible because of this period of time has been so tough. Um, after careful consideration, and unfortunately as a result of COVID-19, all of our Easter Seals provincial offices have had to make an extreme difficult decision to suspend its summer camp program for 2020. It really was a very tough decision, but one that had to be made in order to protect our staff, our families, and most importantly, all of our campers. So what our organization is trying to do is more things virtually to help the Easter Seals community stay connected during the pandemic, including bringing its summer camp online. So we're moving forward with a virtual connection, um, organizing a number of virtual activities with, in which the campers um, can participate during the summer. Um, we realize, of course, that this is still very disappointing news, but we're also taking the opportunity in the coming months while the camps are closed to work on the camp preparations for an extra special camp next summer. So, mm -hmm. But, you know, as you turn your attention to try and, make, try and make some of your programming available virtually, and I'm sure the camps would be a small part of all that you plan to do virtually, what are some of the considerations that you've had to think through when you think about the cross-disability nature of the population that you work with in designing programs that would be inclusive and accessible? How do you make sure that no one gets left behind? Well, it's always very tough. And certainly every child has different needs. And so what we do our best is really to customize the activities um, online so that the parents can certainly help with the children. No doubt that with the school closures, you know, parents are struggling to manage their children's education, um, as well as balance all of their, their childcare and work demands. But this can be particularly more difficult for parents who are living with children with disabilities um, because some of their supports have been discontinued and others have just essentially moved online. So we're trying our best to really uh, provide services via online to our, uh, to our clients. It's not ideal, but it certainly does help to uh, keep them connected because no doubt that, um, you know, uh, things have been social distancing and isolation during the pandemic has caused concern and um, it's, it's caused an even greater sense of isolation and loneliness for these families during this time. And so we're doing our best to, to try and find ways to stay connected with virtual tour visits of camp, um, camp programs and activities that they can do online. Mm -hmm. One of the programs that you offer that I know is so well received in the community is the Access to card, which gives you some discounts for cinemas and other local attractions. I don't think you're offering it at the moment because you do have to go in person to the office to get the card, but just give us a rundown of what the program is and who's eligible. Actually, uh, we have been able to still uh, receive applications online. Um, mm -hmm. While uh, our clients can come to the office and uh, submit their application in person, at this time, due to COVID-19, our office is closed to the general public for their health and safety. But we are encouraging anyone interested in the Access to Card to visit us online and submit their application. They can also submit it via a fax and the cards are still being processed. We do have staff on hand to process the cards. And so the access to card 
is issued to provide assistance for the applicant to bring their support person with them. So mm. you can apply for your access card. And what it does is it allows the support person to access the venue, an event or a, a museum, for example, or even the movies with free of charge. So, but at this point, we know at this time, a lot of those venues have closed their doors as a result of COVID-19, but the application process is still available. Anyone interested in accessing or applying for the card can do so. They will be mailed. And as soon as venues are open again, the public can then start to enjoy their access to the venue, uh, the different venues that are, um, are available for them to, to partake in. And we know that cost can be such a huge barrier to people with disabilities to access some of these events. Just the necessity of having somebody with you and therefore having to pay for an extra ticket or an extra seat can be uh, the reason why somebody may not go to the theater or to the cinema. Um, I'm just wondering, is there a cost to apply for the Access to card? And uh, when you go to apply, let's say I were to go and apply, do I need to submit medical documentation? Yes, there is medical documentation that needs to be completed by your physician, verifying the disability and also the level of the disability. And once that application is completed, you then submit it to our office along with the uh, physician's form. Mm -hmm. And the cost for the membership is $20 for a three-year card or $30 mm -hmm. for a five-year card. So the cost is very reasonable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking to Anna Maria Feria, who is the Vice President of Easter Seals Canada. Anna Maria, we were talking about some of your programs and services earlier in the conversation, and I really wanted to ask you what you're doing to support people with disabilities who might be dealing with challenges to education. So in terms of education, we do offer scholarships. Many of our local Easter Seals provincial offices offer scholarships for uh, students looking to secure post-secondary education. And you can uh, apply directly to each of the local Easter Seals offices. So if you visit our website, you can access the individual local provincial websites and download the applications for the various scholarships in the provinces that are being offered. Anna Maria, I know you're really excited to talk to us about some of the programming that you have in place for National Accessibility Week. So what's on tap at Easter Seals Canada? Well, we're really excited at the end of this month with Canada celebrating National Accessibility Awareness Week. As you know, it was established in 2017 to help celebrate and promote diversity, inclusion and accessibility in this country. And National Accessibility Week is uh, a significant, uh, especially significant for us this year because it's the first one since the passing of the Historical Accessibility Canada Act last year in 2019. And as we celebrate um, amidst COVID-19, we are holding true to our values. And now more than ever, we are wanting to make sure that individuals and families who are living with disabilities are not forgotten during the crisis. So we are, last year, we celebrated um, 
Red Shirt Day. It's an Easter Seals initiative that was established last year in 2019. And it's a day when we ask Canadians across the country to come together and wear red. And that is to create a visible display of solidarity and show our support for persons living with disabilities and their commitment to creating a fully accessible, inclusive society. So on June 3rd, Wednesday, June the 3rd, we're asking Canadians to post a selfie or a group photo of their families uh, wearing red and to post that on social media using hashtags Red Shirt Day and Red for Accessibility. And what we're hoping to do is really... Um, bring bring forth the the awareness um, and the importance of accessibility for all. Something new that we're doing this year that we're extremely excited about is an Easter Seals Children's Art Contest. And this contest is open to children in Canada between the ages of 6 to 14 years old. And we will be uh, presenting uh, awards to the top three submissions in each of the two categories, category A, ages 6 to 10, and category B, 11 to 14. Mm-hmm. The theme this year for the art contest is an inclusive and accessible Canada for everyone. It's free to take art. Um, there is no cost to the contest. And we are really encouraging the children to submit as many drawings as they wish. Um, and uh, submit that to us by Sunday, June the 7th, when the contest closes. So we're really excited about engaging um, the younger generation in the discussion about accessibility and inclusion in, in our communities. Well, I am very excited about Red Shirt Day. It doesn't hurt that red is, in fact, my favorite color, so I'm always happy to wear red. (laughs) Great minds think alike, right? Um, But one of the things I think about when we discuss Red Shirt Day, uh, or I tend to draw a parallel with Pink Shirt Day, which is celebrated, Mm -hmm. I believe, in February to draw attention to bullying. So are you also hoping that apart from a visible show of solidarity, it's also going to help to educate people about disability, get that conversation going, just as we've had this very robust conversation about bullying in our schools. Are you also hopeful that by engaging young people through Red Shirt Day or maybe engaging people through an art contest, you're really opening up that dialogue about disability issues. And so that becomes less of a specialty issue that affects a handful of people and becomes a broader societal issue that could affect all of us at any point in our lives. Absolutely. And uh, so what we've done is we've actually created a number of resources, a number of posters, as well as some um, uh, resources and some um, TED Talk, um, a bunch of um, information pieces that are on our website that parents and teachers and advocates can download and share. But with regards to the kids, absolutely, we're hoping that this is going to grow. The momentum will grow. Um, no doubt, um, you know, it's difficult to rally the children this year as a result of closures. Um, but we intend that in the coming years that, that that will continue to be the case. So we do have a number of resources, including some books and some uh, talks on our website that we've shared um, with the public to uh, get the conversation going and and to have them engaged in the importance of uh, inclusion and accessibility in the community. Um, And we look forward to having those continued discussions with the community as a whole. 
And as soon as you said books, my ears perked up because I love <laughs> reading. I am a complete bibliophile and I love to listen to TED Talks. And let's be honest, all of us, we're at home right now. We have a ton of time to read and to listen to TED Talks. So give us a sneak preview of some of the resources on your website. Yeah, so if you, anyone interested in uh, downloading the information can certainly visit our website at www.easterseals.ca and there you'll find a list of uh, books for uh, teens and for children and in particular there's one that's one of my favorites it's called A Boy in a Jaguar by Alan Robinwich and um, it's a true life story about a boy in a jaguar. Um, it's actually a very moving and empowering story about a young boy who wanders um, if his teacher thinks he's broken. And so it, it talks about his journey and how he, you know, promises that he's, keep, he's going to continue to grow and become an influential and respected zoologist and how he can actually do that. And so um, it's, it's actually one of the more interesting books that we have. And I encourage everyone to just visit the website and um, and actually take a look at the list of resources as well. We also have some books for some middle graders as well. You know, The Real Boy, uh, Mascot, and Freak the Mighty. So there's a number <laughs> of those as well. And for some of the older children or anyone interested in uh, TED Talks, we do have a number of uh, TED Talks, um, including Stella Young, I'm not your inspiration. Thank you very much. Susan Robinson, how I fail at being disabled. Um, and other, um, materials also for, for adults, um, you know, recommended books and, and, um, and uh, novels. I am a huge fan of Stella Young. So you, uh, you probably will have me visiting that website, which is www.easterseals.ca. We'll put a link up on our blog. The voice that you're listening to is Anna Maria Faria, who is the Vice President of Easter Seals Canada. Anna Maria, tell me about the 21 Times Challenge. This is really cool. Yes, so the 21 Times Challenge is uh, an online fundraising campaign, very much like the Ice Bucket Challenge to raise funds um, during the COVID-19 lockdown. So the campaign really does leverage on the network of our friends and our family to solicit participation, as well as donations for local Easter mm -hmm. Seals offices. The campaign started in March in Ontario, and it is now growing support across the country. Um, if you're interested, check out our videos um, on our easterseals.ca website for, uh, for just a glimpse of some of the activities. To take the challenge, um, all you have to do is really just record a video clip of yourself doing something 21 times and actually sharing that with your family and friends and challenging three other people to also take mm. the challenge and to make a donation to Easter Seals. Um, it could be anything, um, anything that's fun and meaningful for you. And all the funds raised uh, from the challenge will help Easter Seals to provide critical programs and services in support of families um, who are living with disabilities. So it's a, an exciting activity to do during these times of isolation and social distancing. Oh, absolutely. Now, look, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. What activity have you chosen to take part in 21 times uh, as part of the challenge? Well, my son and I enjoy playing basketball. So we have a basketball net outside. And so what we've been doing is practicing our 21 dunks <laughs> on the <laughs> basketball net. So 
um, yeah, it's been fun, and uh, we've challenged a few of his a few of his friends uh, to do it as well. So it's it's been a fun activity to do outside in our driveway. So social distancing and all. So absolutely, you know, I want to ask you a bit about fun because sometimes we get the impression that when we do advocacy work or we want to spread awareness, it can get a bit adversarial and the tone can be a bit problematic. Uh, but when you design campaigns that are fun, you manage to sidestep that issue altogether. Why was it so important for Easter Seals to do the, the the awareness work and the education piece in a way that was fun and engaging and wouldn't isolate or alienate anyone? Well, I think when something is fun, people enjoy doing it. And when people enjoy getting involved, um, they they build, you know, connections with other people. And so part of these activities, whether they be, you know, in this, in this case, this year, virtual, um, they, they really are intended for people to learn, but at the same time, enjoy. And I think very much like our education system, where teachers are engaging play in the learning environment, this is very much the same. And a lot of these online campaigns are intended to engage the families together um, and talk about the, the, the issues that are so important to, to many families um, living with disabilities and to the community as a whole. And it's important to keep it fun and keep it light so that everyone feels included in, every, in the conversations and everyone feels included in the activities as well. And as you, you know, 21 times challenge, anyone can do that. Um, you know, the art competition is open to all the children. Um, and so we, we, um, we hope that it's fun and engaging and something that they enjoy doing um, that brings them a smile, but also helps to educate and uh, bring forward the, the issues that are so important to our community. In about 30 seconds, I'm going to ask you to do the impossible. How are you okay. feeling about the Accessible Canada Act? Because you did reference it before, and I would be uh, remiss if I didn't get an impression from you about how you're feeling after the act has been implemented about the future of disability rights and issues in Canada moving forward. Well, as someone living with a disability, I am very pleased with the steps taken by the federal government to put the Accessible Act um, in place. Um, no doubt, um, there's always uh, a lot of things that can be done to improve the Act, but I think right now it's a great stepping stone for where we can continue the conversation and bring forward the changes that our community needs um, to make sure that we're inclusive and accessible for all. Anna Maria, it has been so much fun talking to you. The time has flown by. Thank you so much for being on The Pulse today. Thank you very much for having me and uh, pleasure was mine as well. Thank you very much. That was Anna Maria Ferrier, who is the Vice President of Easter Seals Canada. You can visit them at www.easterseals.ca. If you missed any of our conversation, you can find the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can also find us on our show blog, ami.ca forward slash on the pulse. As we wrap up, I just wanted to point out that there are many interesting resources available to you on our blog, of course, but also as our podcasts. Um, we've had some great conversations about disability representation. We talked about Code of the Freaks. We also had a conversation 
conversation quite recently about Dorothy Ellen Palmer's really great book, Falling for Myself. So if you wanted to celebrate National Accessibility Awareness Week and you wanted to check out some of our conversations with authors and some of our conversations about films, there was also Crip Camp and we had a chance to talk to the co-directors of that film. You can head on over to the to wherever you get your podcasts and check out those resources from The Pulse. As we wrap up, I want to say just a few words about advocacy and remembering that advocacy is an important tool in our toolbox as people with disabilities, but it doesn't have to be adversarial. As the adage goes, you can sometimes catch more flies with honey than with vinegar and making sure that people can engage with disability rights issues in a way that's fun, engaging and gets people excited is probably very effective and an important strategy that works in conjunction with some of our more traditional methods for advocacy, such as writing to your local MPP or signing a petition. I hope you'll reach out to us however you like and give us your feedback. You can write to feedback at AMI.ca. You can also find us on Twitter at AMI-audio. Use the hashtag PulseAMI. Thanks a lot for listening. This has been The Pulse on AMI-audio. Have a wonderful rest of your day. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.